0: Hello. I am so happy you're here. I'm Chris Rice, the founder of Deconstructing Wellness, and I change lives through empowerment. I empower high-achieving mamas to prioritize your wellness and reverse burnout. Discover how to leave behind stress, overwhelm, and exhaustion, and receive permission to prioritize you. Thank you for giving yourself this time today. Now, let's dig into today's episode. Deconstructing Cravings. As we move out of January, a month focused on resolutions, goals, and changes, we now get a step into a new, fresh month. Let's dig in and talk about cravings. Cravings can be a triggering word and concept. It's often loaded with previous experiences, past stories, and negative connotations. Take a moment to think of what feelings and emotions arise for you when you consider the idea of cravings. Hold on to these stories and ideas and let me help create a deeper understanding of what cravings actually are, where they come from, and their purpose. In short, let's deconstruct cravings. To kick things off, I'd like to offer a pro tip to shift our perception of cravings. Here you go. Ignoring cravings only makes them louder. I'm here to remind you that tuning out is not the answer. Instead, shift your thoughts inward to where change can happen. When you tell yourself things are off limits, say the chocolate cookie you're craving in the afternoon, what happens? The only thing you can think about is that darn chocolate cookie. I love the idea of acknowledging the craving and having awareness of it instead of trying to push it away and ignore it altogether. Allow yourself space to explore and be curious about your cravings instead of instantly judging them. At the end of the day, our cravings aren't trying to work against us. They're simply imbalances in our body. Cravings are a symptom of a, or a piece of information, and that symptom can lead to the greater cause, if you're able to tune inward and apply mindfulness. Today, I'll share with you two ways to reframe your perception of cravings, so you can focus inward and explore how cravings are working for you, not against you. Primary food. Did you check out last month's blog focused on explaining the differences between primary and secondary foods? In case you didn't, I'll give you a link in the blog to a crowd favorite, the key to health that lives off your plate. Check it out. I promise it'll leave you wanting more. As a refresher, here's a quick recap of the differences between the two types of food. Secondary is simple. It's all the foods we consume to nourish our bodies. Primary food may be a new concept, so let me quickly explain. Primary foods are all the intangible ways you feed your body, meaning the relationships you're a part of, your spiritual practices, career, and physical activity. Each of these components has a huge impact on our overall health and well-being. While these areas of our life may not be the first that come to mind if we're thinking of making a change in our overall health, I'm here to suggest they are crucial. Primary food has a huge influence on our ability to live our best life and is especially important to consider when we're digging into cravings and understanding their purpose it's very common for imbalances in the area of primary food to trigger a craving in secondary food. I'll share a few personal examples. If I've had a stressful day at work and then I run straight from my office to mom mode and then my kids are bickering and tired and just general grumpy little humans, I'm left feeling worn down, stressed, and empty. All this is going to send me searching for an afternoon sweet treat. I'm going to head to the pantry to find some dark chocolate, and dip it in almond butter, and create my own little version of a peanut butter cup to make myself feel better. Here's another example. When I'm feeling tired at the end of the day, I long for comfort. This will usually look like curling up on the couch to read a book, snuggled in a warm blankie, Bella the Frenchie curled by my side, and a hot cup of tea in hand. This fills me up and gives me the comfort from a balance of both primary and secondary foods based on what I'm craving inside. My hope is that these examples show you how cravings show up in our daily lives and are a symptom of an imbalance of another area of our life. Take a moment to consider how cravings show up for you as a result of imbalances in your secondary food. Listen to your body's cravings. If we allow ourselves the time and space to focus inward, our bodies will always show up for us and guide us to what is needed. This takes time and practice to decipher intuition from all the noise, but with practice, I promise you can get there. As always, I encourage you to start small and dig into one type of craving that you see coming up frequently. Explore that craving and listen to what other factors may be contributing to the feeling. Food is a common starting place because it's the most talked about craving. So if that feels right, start there. And once you spend a bit of time tuning into your body's craving for nourishment, consider exploring other areas of your life where cravings are showing you an imbalance. Do you find yourself craving time to unwind, move your body, or relax your mind? These are all areas of your well-being that share guidance and information through cravings. For me, I crave time to quiet my mind. My mind runs wild and busy all day, and for this reason, I crave waking up when the house is silent and dark and I can enjoy a mindful moment all to myself. When I don't give myself this time in the morning, I always feel the impact of it later in the day. My patience is shorter, I'm harder on myself, and in general, I just feel off. When I feel those thoughts coming up, I try to take a break and rest. Usually, this can happen at the end of the day when my girls are tucked in and I have five minutes to listen to a guided meditation. It doesn't take long to reset, but it takes intentionality to focus inward and being open to listening to what my body is trying to tell me it needs most. If I don't listen, that voice and reminder get louder. Now it's your turn. Try exploring and observing your cravings with a non-judgmental outlook. I know this can be challenging. After all, we've been taught to believe that cravings are bad. But what if we challenge this idea and instead allow cravings to empower you to listen to your body's own wisdom and guidance? Simply observing and releasing judgment is an amazing first step. My hope is that you're now feeling curious to learn more about cravings. This is just the tip of the iceberg. So know that I'll have several more blogs coming your way focused on deconstructing cravings. Thank you so much for listening. Today was an amazing start to prioritizing your health and wellness. My goal is to empower you with resources to simplify wellness, making it doable in real life, and allowing you to show up every day as the incredible woman you were meant to be. If you're curious to learn more about deconstructing wellness and how I can partner with you to make your goals a reality, click the link at the bottom of the show notes to explore my free curated resources. These incredible resources will allow you to accelerate and empower change starting today.